good getting low down when you're looking to get thrown in a can. Like driving 90 mile an hour, getting speeding tickets from the man. But I'm just mad about this girl. But she's gone and I'm mad at the world. I just laid a patch of rubber down the road about a quarter mile long. Cause I'm all fired up. I'm all fired up and lonesome. Good evening, Chris. Hello, Stephen. It's a brand new year, 2020, and I'm still pretty fired up, though. I've got to tell you, I'm representing the quiet Australian. It's a really, really important responsibility. It, it, it's a big responsibility. It's weighing heavily on me because I know that uh, the quiet Australian has been brought into some sort of question, uh, disrepute. disrepute. Uh, are, are they, or should they be louder than what they are? Should they be standing up for their rights or should they just be sitting back and uh, accepting their fate? Which I think is probably where we come into play. We fill that void. Well, I think the premise that ScoMo had was that he spoke for quiet Australians. Uh, and I think the quiet Australians were pretty comfortable in their skins about that until the events of the recent summer, you know, trips to Hawaii. Um, supposedly, they were trips to Afghanistan to visit the military. Right. Um, the fact that their leader demanded handshakes rather than earn them, those sorts of things. And yeah. so there's been a shift in the mood, Stephen. Yes, yes. I'm not sure that it's shifted enough to believe yes. in climate change, but it's certainly asking for different voices other than ScoMo to carry the interests yeah. of quiet Australians forward. And in the big picture of things, if we uh, do the metaphor for sport, uh, is, is rugby league the quiet Australian in the, in the landscape of Australian sport? I mean, for example, uh, I saw Ian Thorpe out the other day trying to teach some kiddies how to, do, how to swim. Uh, loud, obnoxious. Would you say that? Uh, basketball, very loud. Bogut, I mean, you know, he's not there, I know, but I, I believe the Sydney Kings are doing pretty well right now. Uh, they did secure the minor premiership on the weekend, beating the South East Melbourne Phoenix. I, I'm not sure I'd ever describe Ian Thorpe as loud. I'm just saying he's rugby league quiet compared to other sports. Yes, well, I think our voice is drowned out. Drowned out. By, <laughs> you know, the the scourge of the, the, the South and the West of Australia, which is AFL. Yes, and so that's why we'll be extremely reluctant to look at anything we can learn from that sport in this dissertation. But I think yes. rugby league is the essence of the quiet Australian yes, um, yes, going yes. about their business, trying to get things done the right way, but probably requiring a bit of a, uh, an right. assistance, a bit of well, a Well, whatever. I don't care, Chris. We're going to stand up for them any which way. Right. They haven't asked us to, but we're they going to do it. They haven't asked we're going to do it. Look, uh, Chris, uh, we do travel the world. We, we, we do search far and wide and low to find these quiet people who are put under difficult circumstances. I know that there was a, a young man playing for Wigan, uh, a young chap called Gabe Hamlin. Now, uh, Gabe was put under the pump in the course recently because uh, apparently he tested positive uh, for a known substance, which, of course, is you know, standard practice for rugby league players generally across the world. Uh, we know that. We love that. And if, ha, as long as the performance is good is my, my argument. If you're going to take it, make sure you're good, you know? So, that, well, sure, but, you know, they're really going after them broadly now if they're sort of – who's going in for testing positive? Well, Gabe – I'm assuming it's the sport, not the legal system. Yes, that's true. And it's the British legal system. Really? Yes. It's illegal now to test positive for a substance just if you're walking down the street. Uh, I guess so. Like if you're driving a car, yeah. sure, but... Well, they've got devices now, Chris. You look at uh, this uh, coronavirus, you, know, you just have to stand near a device and they can just pick it straight away. Wow. No yeah. wonder the quiet Australians are needing some assistance. So this, this, this young man, who I believe, surprise, surprise, South Sydney Junior... Yes. Right, <laughs> has tested positive for cocaine. And, of course, if he's in the legal system, one presumes defence... 
Well, okay, uh, this is a two-year ban for uh, said use of cocaine. And Hamlin, who was tested after the weekend's opening game uh, of the 29th season against Leeds, told the UK AD hearing that he did not take the banned substance and claimed it must have found a way onto his system Another method, a transporting system, another method. And, uh, of course, we've heard these arguments before, uh, that it was on his credit card (laughs) because uh, he put it in a bank. It was on the notes that touched his hand. But in this particular case, there was an evil perpetrator at play, Chris. Oh, really? No. I I don't like the sound of that. And this clearly sounds like a sports doping situation. Well, he went on an online dating site. So, well, hello. There's your first mistake. Yes. Uh, he met this uh, young woman, apparently, in this particular situation. I don't think this is as, as forward thinking as perhaps uh, uh, some of the other rugby union clubs in the UK, of course, who are very much for inclusion and uh, sure. rainbow coloured, you know. Yep. Uh, so, this was a woman he met uh, online. And um, he went through the whole process where uh, during the course of the evening, around about 10 30 pm, they had a kiss. Sure. Sure. No, I think that's it's called probably... a dating service. I assume that that's one of the consequences. Post dinner, yes. Yeah. Uh, Post movie conversation has flowed. Yeah. Uh, rapport has been built. There's yep. a physical attraction. One expresses consensually by yeah testing the water, so to speak. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Opening so, salvo. Mr. Hamlin maintains he did not uh, consume cocaine uh, or see the woman consume it. He suggests that she appeared very chatty. Right. And that, that should have been a dead giveaway, I reckon. Well. Everybody in Sydney knows very ch- – you get into a cab, the guy's chatty as all hell. Cocaine. I've got to put my hand up here, Stephen. I know very little about cocaine, but um, you're saying that that's one of the impacts of the stimulant as people want to chat? Yeah, well, given, given your evidence, I'll try and fill you in here because, you know, I used to work in a nightclub. Right. You know? <laughs> so I've seen this sort of stuff. Right? I'm, I'm re-evaluating some of my family Christmases, by the way, because – They're very chatty. They're very chatty. <laughs> uh, and, and second thing, do they go to the bathroom a lot? In order to... Well, apparently, this is where he found traces of a white powder. Ah, so you sort of, even though you're on the date and you're comfortable and you're kissing, you're not that comfortable that you're prepared to show to someone that you're on the Charlie. No. Uh, So he's inferred in retrospect, oh, well, she was going to the bathroom not because she had, you know... Not Other. quite the same as Pulp Fiction where Uma Thurman, you know, <laughs> keeled over really and started frothing at the mouth. Not quite that bad. Right. But she was showing signs, that's for sure. Uh, very chatty, going to the bathroom every time. So he's a victim of circumstance. Absolutely, Chris, yeah. Uh, but uh, dare I say, it's the opinion from Professor Kim Wolfe, head of the Drug uh, Control Centre at King's College London, who said the account does not stand up to scrutiny. <laughs> what? Yeah, apparently, yeah. He says, cocaine is a dangerous drug with significant health risks, which has no place in sport. Now, I know we beg to differ, correct? Well, it, from all the evidence suggests that it yeah. has yeah. an absolutely revered place yeah. in sport. Look, I, I come from a fraternity of people that go, whoever gets, and I don't know how the rule system works, but there's always this sort of, I guess it's about money, how much you pay. Whoever gets the best drug is going to win the comp. Simple right. as that. You know? yeah, right, uh, Cronulla tried it, won the comp. 2016. You know, Melbourne tried it, then they got caught and didn't, you know, okay. Essendon in that other game, maybe not so you know much. What but, yeah. You hear what I'm saying? It doesn't always work. And we're just talking about, you know, muscle building and, uh, you know, better blood flow, oxygenation to the brain, muscle twitching drugs, all that sort of stuff, you know, to make you better performing. Don't matter whether you have any health problems because that's the side issue. Winning is the issue, Chris. Winning is what sport's all about. If, if the Hamlin defence did stand up and the King's College guy is trying to torture it, it would make me reevaluate some of the experience I've had at sort of dance music festivals and things, Stephen, where I see people making out everywhere. Yes. I thought that might have been due to another drug, but it just turns out it's to um, access the uh, stimulatory effect of cocaine. It, yeah, well, it's an interesting carriage system, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, and look, where is the home, where is the home of the, uh, the coca leaf? Where does that come from? Uh, Colombia? Yeah, you see in the South Americans, passionate people. 
Constantly always making, you're always kissing. Always kissing. Now anyway, we know why. <laughs> you, saw, you saw Shakira, J-Lo, great performance the other night. Fantastic stuff. Are you referring to the Latin-flavoured? The Super Bowl Latin-flavoured <laughs> thing, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, really, it was really about let him in. Open the gates, let him in, Chris. Right, it's a, it's a transport system. And I tell you what, on reflection from that entertainment, I am vigorously campaigning for Gloria Estefan and Miami Sound Machine to carry the torch at next year's Super Bowl. Because ah. you, there'd be only one way to describe yes. glorious performance, yes. and that would be Latin flavored. Hot. <laughs> now, Chris, this is also brings into, uh, I, I guess, sharp focus uh, some of the troubles in our local league. Right. It's not just happening in the UK. No. It's not happening in France. It's happening locally. And uh, Todd's been all over. Todd Greenberg, our revered master. The Greenberg Four. The Greenberg Four. Can you give me an update on the four and where they stand at this point in time? I was thinking there have been all sorts of n- numbered groups that have come to mind since last year's, last week's podcast. You know, the Magnificent Seven. Yes, yes, the Bali Nine. Yeah, the Sikorka Six. Oh, they went public this week yeah. too, the Bali Nine. <laughs> Did they? Yes. Yeah. So the Greenberg Four are the four rugby league players in the NRL competition who have uh, entered choppy waters as far as the law is concerned. But the maximum sentence is not the 11 years that uh, enacts the no-fault stand-down rule. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, there are two articles on the weekend, uh, one by our friend Andrew Webster, which yes. said it's minimum 11 years or maximum 11 years. It's maximum, correct? Uh, You've got to cross the threshold. That, that you, that, no, the, the penalty can be at least 11 years. At least 11 so years. So, like, you'd be surprised to hear this, but you can actually get life for murder in Australia, <laughs> right? That would pass the test because yes. that could be yeah. at least 11 years. Right. What they're saying is the maximum sentence that you can get, get is, uh. if it's less than 11 years, then you're not subject to the automatic stand down. Ah, right. It goes back to the discretion, right, and it right. goes back to the discretion of one individual, okay. fresh back from the Super Bowl. Todd That's Greenberg. why taking cocaine, two years. Uh, well, you know. Uh, I would have thought that if you take cocaine in public and you're caught, you wouldn't get 11 years in jail, would you? Unless you're in Bali. I, I, don't, want to, I don't want to lecture you about the niceties of the legal system, Stephen, but it's still actually, I don't actually believe it's illegal to take cocaine per se. Yeah. Like, it's illegal to test positive if you're operating a motor vehicle. In sport, however... Sorry, if I went down to the local constabulary and waved a little baggie in front of them, would I be taken in? For possession, not yes. for taking, not for and would consumption. That be, would that be 11 years in jail? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think so. So Todd would have a discretion right. here. So I in the Hamlin not... situation yes. where the sport has suspended him for two ah, years, right? No. Yeah, Todd wouldn't have a role to play. But four rugby league players yes. are not subject to the no-fault stand-down rule. Mike Osibo from Parramatta yep. will cover uh, uh, Tyrone May, who's received his community service award for the non-consensual distribution of the videos. Yes. <laughs> He's back in round five. Yeah. 28 weeks, the yeah. RLPA is yeah. up in arms. Using it's a carriage. Too harsh <laughs> using a device. Uh, we might explore uh, the plight of Josh Reynolds in the next break, but at the moment... Um, Some good news, I hope. Well, I, th- I think it is good news. But uh, right now, I think we want to focus, funnily enough, yeah. given we're just talking about <laughs> issues relating to cocaine, yeah. Curtis Scott, right. who, of course, had a big night out of the Ivy. Yes. The biggest night this year so far of any rugby league player that I know of. And, uh, and, and doesn't the... Uh, the, the, the f- questions, Chris, questions. And doesn't the Hamlin defence that you can experience the stimulatory effects from cocaine through a kiss explain why yeah. they now have a vigorously operating kissing booth at the Ivy? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I believe they're installing one in a real headquarters too. That's uh, right. Come on through, give us a kiss as a know, control. At the, exactly. Yeah. Now, but this poor man must have been, uh, I guess, blood tested, alcohol tested, and all he was was just skunk, you know, drunk as a skunk. Correct. Yeah, and yeah. And, and we covered the, the in detail the varying stories between 
the police. We're no better off though, are we, Chris? Because we, we, we're still waiting. And you yeah. know, there's one thing we're waiting on. Why are we waiting? What are we waiting for, Chris? The police footage. The, right. On, so the police have cameras. On their cameras. It's yep. by law they have to start filming. Yep. Uh, they're in position. They own these tapes. The NRL is saying to Curtis Scott's legal rep, his name being Danny Eid. Danny Eid. If I'm, it's E I D. It could be Eid. I don't know. Show us the tapes. And he's Give going, us the footage. Stop bullying us. We don't have the tapes. The police, go to see the men in blue. They have the tapes. Go and ask them. And look, I've never met Danny, Curtis, or the police. No. Uh, but and which one would you like to meet? <laughs> Who would you like, least like to meet, Chris? Gee, that's an interesting... Constable Plod? <laughs> that's, that's an interesting conundrum. But having met none of them, yeah. I have to say that the idea that Danny could just ring up Constable Plod and say... Yeah. Plod. Hand over the footage, thanks, Please mate. Yeah, yeah. Seems impractical. So yeah. it seems that the NRL request is unreasonable. Surely in the, in the police rule book it says if, if said video was taken, there must be a rule that says said footage can be used by both parties to determine guilt or innocence. Wouldn't that be in a democracy? Yes. In a good legal system? Yes. yes. And the defence is certainly requesting and awaiting the footage. And you have a, co- a passcode to get in to see the footage because who wants to bother going to pick it up and getting it, you know, I don't know, bring you a VHS tape saying, can you put a dub on that, please, sir? No, you just have access to it. And we know the legal system moves at its own pace. And I'm not saying the police aren't being proactive, but they're I not being proactive. I think we're suggesting that, Chris. Yeah. So Danny and, and Curtis are waiting for yeah. said footage. Now, I don't think that if Danny picks up the phone and said, well, Todd Greenberg wants to make his discretionary decision based on all the available yeah, yeah, yeah. evidence. Can you fast track the footage yes, yes. that the police are at all interested in? That? You see, this my point exactly. Rugby league is the quiet Australian. We have no power, no voice, no influence, no voice. You try and ring up. Uh, is it Oldfield, the minister? Anybody? They go who? Todd who? What does he want? Well, no. who, who is the sports minister after Shotgun McKenzie got done? Shotgun McKenzie. <laughs> well, there's the bloke that's sort of having the fight with a nine-year-old kid. On the roundabout up on the hill somewhere. Right? He's still battling that one. And then there's the minute that says people should have a fear of the men in blue. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, he's terrific. You know, Whatever. I, Murphy, isn't I, it? I, I want my kids the, I want my kids searched. My daughter yeah. should be strip searched. Yeah, just, that sort of thing. Just to put the fear of God on them. That's that's who we voted for. Now, you, can, you can see why Todd's doing what he's doing. Sure. Yeah. But you can also see Danny Ead's point where he said he's he's rung up and said to the NRL, look, cap in hand, look, I'm yeah. a quiet Australian. Yeah. I've, got a, I've got a quiet Australian Curtis Scott here under the pump. Any chance of the footage? Yeah. And and he says, because I've got the NRL on my back. And the police have said no. And the NRL's not accepting it. And you know what Danny described the NRL as? What? Egotistical lunatics. Egotistical lunatics. That's better than an evil genius, though. Well. We'll get to that pretty soon, eh? <laughs> uh, this is the Quiet Australia. We're representing the- them. <laughs> Fire up. Back in a second, talking Josh Reynolds.
Now, Chris, Chris, I'm assuming if uh, Daryl Hall wants you to turn out the lights because there be, could be a kiss on the, his success list, he might be a lucky man. But It's worked for John Oates for many years, Stephen. Yes, it did. And if you look closely at that moustache, you might have seen some little white speckles there. No, I'm only joking. Gabe Hamlin didn't need the lights down, did he? No, the lights were well and truly, well and truly on. on. Yes, chatty, lit up. Have, and have we ever talked about Daryl Hall's solo career, Stephen? Yes, Soul Alone, great album. Uh, Sacred Songs, yes, you know that one. Yes, you know that yes. was part of a trilogy. Yes, involving the common producer, who was of course Robert Fripp from King Crimson. Ah, and it was his album Exposure, and the second Peter Gabriel one, which is Gabriel sort of the clawing, the the clawing down, down. Yeah. and. That's you, you, British you, angst at its best. You would art rock. Do yourself an enormous favour to listen to those three okay. albums together. You really I mean, here's the quintessential blue-eyed soul man. Isn't he? from Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. You know, singing soul, golden hair, blue-eyed, boom. You know, and absolutely ages magnificently. That right. music, I think. Now, Josh Reynolds, victim or grub? West, West Tiger, nicknamed Grub for yes. his um, colourful yes. on-field antics, but. Yes. The word has always been about Josh's sort of model citizen yeah, off the field to right, the extent that right. anyone... Uh, nice guy. I found him very approachable. I've had a chat with him. Okay. So he was charged with some sort of domestic assault. We, we went into that last week in detail. I think we nearly sold the case last week. And then new information came out. New information has okay. come out. Courtesy of, <laughs> hold your breath, Channel 9, Neil Breen of all people. Look, Neil was a heavy hitter. I think he, I think he won the Walkley Award, didn't he, a few years back? He's been, he's been, you know, chomping at the bit, you know, trying to get his teeth into a real story. Finally, he's found some new information. He has broken this, hasn't he? Well, it's good for him because I felt since he came across to what is now the Nine Press, formerly Fairfax, he's been very much a poor man's Webster, right. sort of living in the shadows. Mm. But uh, he's been able almost to make his mark Danny Wildler style. Right, a poor man's Andrew Webster. So that would put Andrew Webster into the sort of champagne, caviar, top shelf echelon sort of brigade, the eastern suburbs high rollers, would you say? I find him the most readable sports journalist in go. Australia. There you go. Well, Malcolm and, Knox? Well, Malcolm would Knox. Would you put Neil Breen and Malcolm Knox together? Yeah. I, Malcolm Knox is more florid. Okay. Um, uh, second tier. Yeah. Uh, well, fifth tier? Talk to our Roosters fans. Yeah. So they don't really rate Malcolm Knox. But buzz. We, what tier buzz? Well, buzz, buzz is kind of like um, he would be assessed in a category that doesn't have the label journalism attached to it. Different category. Right. But do I do I read Buzz? Entertainment? Any any time yeah. I get a chance to, Nothing I find it entertaining. That. Clickbait. It has clickbait ability. <laughs> yes? <laughs> okay. Well, uh, didn't we all think when Fox Sports put him on, like 360, and he was sweating up a storm and yeah. looking a little jittery, they go, jittery. well, this isn't going to work. No. <laughs> now I set my alarm. By, yeah. like, I, I put an alarm alert. At the end of the NRL after the grand final, buzz back on air, yeah. you know, 12 March or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait. I know. We all have those calendar marks, don't we, Chris? And that's one of the big ones. New South Wales Police will investigate new information that has come to light. I love that. Come to light. It was hiding in the dark. Neil Bring gets his torch out and he's just searching well, in dark, dark spaces. We're huge fans here of the police force and we love the work that they do, but they can't get it right all the time, every time. They're human, Chris. They've got a lot of um, uh, misinformation yeah. to work their way through. Exactly. and uh, But they, had, they have a lot of resources. And so here we go. The move comes on for explosive claims were aired on Channel 9 Thursday night about alleged victim Arabella Del Busso. That's a very exotic name, Chris. What it's do you know real... about Arabella? Well, not much. That's not her real name. I know that. That's a nom de plume that she's no. ad- adopted. So she has a different name. Right, okay. Uh, she was, for a period of time, Josh's... Partner, that's documented and accepted. Okay. How many years we're we talking here? Uh, look, I, I think we're sort of looking at a traverse of 
maybe roughly 12 months. I'm not exactly sure on the right. chronology, which was a word you were looking for before. And the initial thing of domestic abuse was that she apparently had some bruising on her right arm and left leg. Uh, Reynolds lawyers will argue that the medication made Del Busso more susceptible to bruising. Side issue. Side issue altogether. Yes. Smokescreen, you could say, Chris. Yes. Diversionary tactics. Yeah. You could go that far? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I also do know that she's an associate of uh, AFL player agent Ricky Nixon, and he's got um, a very interesting story. What sort tell. of association we're talking about? I don't know. It's either, n- not clear. Okay. Now, uh, this new evidence, apparently, which is blowing things out of the way, according to his personal LinkedIn account, uh, there's a guy called Scroy. Do you know him? <laughs> no. Scroy. <laughs> Sigrid, no, uh, Scroy would be used as a witness to determine how the medication was used. This is very complicated, Chris. All right, so this is getting quite intricate, Stephen, because there's um, uh, allegations coming from the Reynolds camp that yeah. that she had actually sort of reached out to uh, IVF style. Okay. Scroy is a specialist in yes. obst- ob- obstetrics, yep. uh, gynecology, and IVF and infertility and provides services to assist women and couples to become pregnant and support them throughout the pregnancy and childbirth. So I'm assuming that this woman, not her real name, became pregnant. But of course, that's not what apparently occurred. So, okay. <laughs> so in the context of the relationship, she's announced to Josh allegedly, and this yeah. is all allegedly... Alleged, okay. So uh, we, we can we can banter the whole thing alleged, can yeah, we? Yeah, just okay. put allegedly. Um, back. I'm pregnant. We're having twins. Yes. Then, oh, congratulations! Then, uh, certain arrangements were made in terms of you know the domestic house, etc. Josh quite rightly excited. Yeah. Uh, then unfortunately, she announces uh, I've lost those two children. It's that could be yeah. sad news. I guess Josh would have been sort of reeled into this emotional sort of uh, you know it's like a washing machine, really, isn't it? Topsy turvy. Then then it's put that I am pregnant again. With twins? Wow. Twins? I lose them again. And, and sorry, was Josh preparing a room for the said twins? According to Paul Kennedy was. Yeah. And this is difficult territory, Stephen. It, it really is. It surely is. You're treading on very touchy ground. I know. And then, and then, and I want to go back to use the word allegedly just to keep that branding well and truly alive. <laughs> okay. Uh, she said, I've got cervical cancer and need assistance oh, no, there. No. So it... it, it and, and was there any... Uh, I guess the, there was a cost to all this, wasn't there? Oh, Always a cost. Doesn't come cheap. Always a cost. You know, hospital visits don't come yep. cheap. Doctors, you know, Mister yes. uh, Doctor Scroy, if that's his name, yes. Scroy. And the, and then the video that's been circulated, which Paul Kent described as grainy, I thought it was crystal clear. But this was Josh's reaction to finding out this stuff, and and you know, she secretly filmed it, and so it's got very very murky allegation and counter allegation. But the explosive brain report has had a couple of consequences. It's brought. Uh, Josh has made a fraud in the legal system. Right. Uh, some thought now that the charges might be dropped. It's led the Greenberg discretion to be exercised in Josh's favour. He is back with the Tigers. Yes. And it's brought out a number of other um, uh, individuals who said, I've been through a similar experience. Right. One said he was in a relationship with the said woman. Uh, she requested money in a short period of time for four funerals. Uh, four funerals, Chris. Yeah, the, you say four, including a mother yeah. who's. who's who, I heard that there was a mother-in-law. Her no, mother. no, no, no. Her mother, which yeah. is well and truly, she's uh, still alive. Right. Um, the figure quoted was ten grand for four funerals. So uh, they obviously were not um, Rolls Royce funerals. No, <laughs> not the rugby league type, anyway. But he has said, "I twigged to it, uh, set her up." There's been some legal action around it, but he, he and others have come forward with a particular label to describe this woman, and that label is? Catfish? No. Evil genius. Evil genius. Ah, okay. <laughs> and finally, we've got another evil genius right. working in the NRL. But is she a catfish as well? Allegedly. Uh, 
Not not uh, not as my understanding okay. of the term. I don't even know what that means. What does that mean, Chris? Well, that's when you pretend to be someone else online and you lure someone into a False relationship, yeah. extract resources, etc. Yes. And it turns out you're not that person. Very very common in the internet, I believe. It, well, it's important to people to listen to the show to understand that the um, very very attractive pictures you post of yourself on uh, Facebook, you don't look anything like that individual. Oh, I see. Okay. That would be a form of catfishing. It says here there that uh, she strung him. On for more than a year with three separate fake pregnancies, as you said, two at least which were claimed to have miscarried. And then they argue that she had a dozen uh, aliases across several states of America with several ex-lovers coming forward with their own allegations, including fake deaths, funerals, and brain tumours. Uh, do we have any other names, uh, Chris, of this woman, just in case we get to any sort of bother anywhere? <laughs> oh, here we go. Arabella Del Russo, yep. Del Dusso, uh, Bella Donna uh, Dinonanto, and Donna Bella Chano. There's a lot of Italian uh, uh, action going here, Chris. At least it's not the Southern Americans with their it's not Latin passionate flavor, but... kissing, you know. <laughs> At least we haven't got that to deal with. So it's looking like that uh, Josh has been duped. Yes. And, uh, you know... It's complicated because you get this distressing news. There's limits on your reaction that's allowable, but, uh, gee, the kid looked like he's been through a tough time. Now, it's referred to Reynolds' case as a moving feast. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about that. Well, said, they brought it forward in the yeah. system. What's that? They brought it forward, the, the, the hearing into the system. It's coming forward. Unlike Jack DeBellin. Unlike Jack DeBellin. That's okay, unfortunately okay. going in the opposite direction. Uh, now, this woman, I guess, she's been... Who termed her an evil genius, by the way? One of the uh, people who've come forward and said, I was done, that, I was done wrong. That's taking it to a new level, isn't yeah. it? Because, I mean, I, as a child, I was scared of Cruella DeVille. I mean, any, any woman who could steal dogs, Dalmatians particularly, and then use them to make fur coats. And this woman is in that category, even greater than Cruella DeVille, I hear. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. You can um, call me... Um, Overly influenced by society, I tend to always think of male evil geniuses. To yes. me, it's Doctor Evil from Austin Powers. Doctor Evil. Look, while we're talking about evil geniuses, I don't know if this has ever been labelled. We're talking about, uh, I guess, um, people that use whatever influence they can, and we're not talking about, uh, I don't know, sort of, you know, anybody with, you know, traveling with viruses from different countries. Because there's a lot of conspiracies about that virus. You know that, don't you, Chris? Well, I do. We it's talk, been released. Yeah, by the pharmaceutical companies to yes, generate more big income. big pharma at yeah. play. Well, Chuck Mandine yeah. tipped us off to that last week. Now, we have been very much on the case. We've been like detectives, like, you know, like little bloodhounds. We've been watching one man who we thought was an evil genius. Nothing like this woman here. Cam Smith. Well. He reappeared this weekend. Yeah, I mean, it, it, twirling it, his moustache, didn't he? It, it was suggested that snidely whiplash it, style. Exactly, it was suggested <laughs> or Dick Dastardly, Dick Dastardly, as, as Pat was talking about before. Um, it, it was suggested that uh, Arabella was the first evil genius seen in the NRL. We've been dealing with the evil genius for a long time. We it's nice to have handle. another one. No, no, yeah, we're sort of immune in certain respects. We have a, we have, a, we have a shield. We built up sort of uh, what is the term when you use antibiotics and you sort of strengthen your system immunity. Immunity, yeah. Immunity, the yeah. tolerance. Tolerance, yeah. Tolerance. Like you're you're, you're so beleaguered yes. by the behaviour of the individual, you start to accept it. But and, and it's almost Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. I'm, I'm almost finding myself wanting to defend Cameron Smith, Absolutely, no matter yeah. what you're about to say. Uh, but though, when you watch the game, you, you want to throw something at the TV screen. Correct. <laughs> correct. Am I correct? Well. I've been less animated about Cam lately, and I'm glad you've pointed this out because I need to get fired that up about Cameron again. You haven't seen Cameron Smith of late. Well, and then he pops up with what we'd call, I don't know, men who are revered around the world. Brian Lara. Oh, hang on. You're talking about uh, cricket legend Brian Lara? Yes. Who else? Well, I think there was Ricky Ponting. Australia's third greatest batsman Hello. of all time. Wasn't he playing with others? I heard the likes of Alex Blackwell from this Australian women's cricket team. Yeah. I heard Sachin Tendulkar. Oh, Sachin Tendulkar. Uh, Gilly. Brett oh, Lee. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. Courtney Walsh. 
Courtney Walsh, yes. Yeah, yeah. He's, you know, I hate to use the cliche. It's been Chris on Gale. a good, good paddock. No, Chris Gale no, didn't make an appearance. Chris Gale didn't make it, okay. <laughs> Coolest cricketer in the world. Yeah. Um, and they were they came together for an issue, didn't they, Stephen? The bushfire bash. The bushfire bash. Yeah, let's hope that no money was traded except straight to the bushfire victims. Well, you would hope so because yeah. they've come to raise money. They've ended up because of the torrential downpour in Sydney relocating down to Junction Oval yes. in St Kilda yesterday. But lo and behold, they, they've reached out to some other codes. So they've um, employed the loud Australian Luke Hodge, who played for Hawthorne, won four premierships. How do you know this, Chris? of the game because I had a sidelight career in commercial radio, Stephen, I've never told you about. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're but, still in therapy, I know. Uh, that's right. But the evil genius himself bobbed up on yeah. the field. Oh, yes. And did you see his performance? I did not. Couldn't watch it. First of all, there was a rule you couldn't get out first ball. Is that right? right? So, of course, he gets out first, first ball. ball. If he can mess with a rule, nobody can mess with a rule like Cam Smith can Simply do Simply so he could just yeah. put his arms out and goes, what are you going to do about so, it? What are you going to do about it? Yeah, so then after that it was just block. Well, exactly. Block, you didn't see it. Set a couple of, so what's it called? Bash, right? It's yeah, 10 bash. overs. Yeah, You've got to yeah. hit out. Hit the damn thing and entertain people. I, I think he scored six off eight balls. He just worked the thing, yeah, yeah. protecting his average. I don't know how many tries he actually scored in rugby league. What's his average? Per year. One. Maybe two. two. And yeah. they, call him, they call him the goat. He's, he run, a, he runs, he's no goat. He runs for about, a, about um, I'd say, less than 500 metres for the entire season. But he's very excited, right, Chris? He's going to leave a legacy behind. He's been... Well, this is true. Yeah. So, 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 first of all, not only did he play for himself yesterday, yeah. true Virginia genius style, yes. they raised 7.7 7 million, yeah, hoping to raise was. 10. Yeah. Right. Where do you think the short, shortfall is? Can you imagine, like me, you tune in and you go, well, I was about to press donate. I'm not going to put any money in. But not if he's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his legacy. Yeah, because Satan's in there. Because London to a brick, apparently, the yeah. NRL, God help us all, as if the game isn't slow enough already, are going to introduce a captain's challenge. Captain's challenge. Now, isn't that what he's been doing all his life? Isn't that what he's been saying? And now everyone's got the right to do it. So now he's, he's actually breeding Cam Smith, correct? By the way, not that anyone would buy it, but yeah. his autobiography... He's when it comes out, we'll just simply be called Cameron Smith Captain's Challenge. Captain's Challenge, that's right, <laughs> of life itself. Imagine being his family, you know. Stop it, Dad. Stop questioning everything. So the idea is, is to bring some You're par- right. I'm wrong. So the idea is to bring some parody for teams that are affected by howlers. One might go back to the six again Ooh, call. This could work Canberra, against him, right? Yeah, well, yes. Right. So the average captain will go, the referee will go, Hoop, you know, Cummins or whatever has gone, yeah. knock on yeah. Canberra. Yeah. And uh, the Canberra captain will come up. Spit, <laughs> dummy, squeal, scream. Go hey, away. Don't talk to me now. Go away. That's the old system. That's the old system. But he can say, no, ref, with respect, we believe yeah. that was uh, yeah. not a knock-on and they will review the footage. So now they're going to call it the Cam Smith, not the captain's call. Correct. They'll be called yeah. the Cam Smith. Yeah. But, the, but they have to go through a protocol. It has All to be right. a call that's made. They have to go up. They have to be respectful. It has to go to a video review. Right, yeah. Can we, you touch the ref like Cam does? Uh, no. Oh. No, no, no. There's, there's set protocol for every other NRL captain oh, okay. and WNRL captain. Yeah, yeah. However, because it is called the Cam Smith, yeah. all Cam has to do, the referee blows a whistle, goes yeah. against the storm, and all he does is he just looks in the referee's direction, winks, winks. or touches his nose, yeah. call is over. Samantha for bewitched. Oh. <laughs> what, what a marvellous contribution by that evil genius. And talking about, uh, well, I wouldn't call, I'd never call Cronulla like anywhere near evil. They're just basically, I know, they're just basically... Uh, Bottom of the barrel stuff. We'll talk, to, talk about them in just a minute, can we? Do we have to? I'd rather not, but... I'd like to. I'd like to. Okay, the quiet Australian says yes. All right, back in a minute. All righty we're ready to fire up. I think we are. Chris? Stephen? Must we? We're obligated to, Stephen, because we represent 
All the Quiet Australians, which is everyone in this wide, gorgeous, inclusive land with the exception of AFL fans. The guys gobsmacked when Cronulla won a premiership, uh, though it was against <laughs> Melbourne. <laughs> Gobsmack doesn't, it doesn't tell the half of it. I mean, no. How great has rugby league been that no matter how badly your team had been going, yes. for 50 years you yes. could go, well, at least the Sharks haven't won the comp. And that just got stripped away. I think that years kept ago. us all going with a bit of hope, didn't really it? Really did. Even when you, when you and I couldn't win a premiership, the hope was that they would never get one. Well, that's right. You know, there's always someone who's suffering more than you. Look in your cupboard. Yeah, Schadenfreude Schadenfreude. Look in your yeah. cupboard. No silverware. Yeah. yeah, nothing. Yeah, maybe, maybe an Amco cup. But maybe. Who, who remembers that? Who remembers that? You know, and and to me, they're still Johnny Come Late. Is 1967 is like yesterday to me. It's there's like a click of the fingers, isn't click it? Click of the finger. I, I still look at this competition and say Penrith and Cronulla, yeah. new kids on the block. Yeah, earn your keep. Yeah, earn your position. <laughs> yes, you know? exactly right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, lo and behold, of course, um, somehow in this desperate state that I found my team in, we've taken in Flano. I mean, Flano is one of the least charismatic men I've ever seen in my life. Though we were talking about evil geniuses. Yes. And if he was the coach that could deliver a premiership for the Sharks, maybe he's the third NRL evil genius. There's got to be something in him, right? (laughs) So now I love him. Right. Love him to death. He's moved over to St. George. And lo and behold... Cronulla, of course, who we know, you know, the, the stadium was built on a toxic swamp. The only way they get themselves out of debt was to sell off half the property to somebody and build a new um, housing block. You know, uh, probably pretty much like all those other ones in Mascot that are going down at the moment. I'd call that sort of it would be a mixed precinct. Mixed precinct. Retail, commercial. Okay. Other. Other. <laughs> okay. Now that's in the in the in the make at the moment, isn't it? Correct. Yes, so that's actually being built as we speak. As we speak. Yeah. Right. right. I mean, I haven't been down there no. because. Why would yeah, I? Yes. But I imagine you'll see uh, soil being tilled, yes. uh, cranes being rotated. Yeah. Frank, Frank Gary down there having a look over his designs. The 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 um the uh, airs of uh, Harry Seidler throwing yeah, the in there. Airs, yes, two, yes, yes. Two cents. It's going to be a touch notch job, right? It's just going to be beautiful looking, and it's been built on this toxic swamp, which overlooks somewhere near the water. I think that's right. The mangroves and, and the, mangroves. the time delay video would be something to behold. I'm sure. Right. So, what does that mean to the playing situation of Cronulla Sutherland this year? You've got a new home ground. They have a new home ground. That's right. They have a new home ground. They have a new home ground. <laughs> they are moving in on on the neighbours, the neighbours who they stole. Half of our players and our our position in that area back in '67. Is it so much that they stole it, or they were just excised from St they were George? Given, they were given space. gifted, gifted. I'd say gifted, like in a will or something. Yeah, yeah. No one knew the consequences, which have been not very good. No, for both organisations. Both organisations. So now they're waltzing back in, and uh, they're going to have uh, all their home games there. More home games than we do because we spread ours between Wollongong and Sydney, of course. Yes. Uh, not that I really give a damn. And do you play a country game or? We do a mudgy. Mudgy. There you go. We do the cha- uh, not the charity show. We do the uh, the Anzac Dame against the Roosters. SCG. SCG. Uh, or back in the New Girl. When You're it's nomadic good. like the Tigers. A little bit like that. You're right. Uh, so Cogra is losing its allure, but that still doesn't stop us from raising the shackles. When Sean Johnson, correct me if I'm wrong, Kiwi. Correct. Uh, New Zealand Warriors. Formally. Formally. So he's a bit of a buy-in there, correct? He's, a, he's a blow-in at Cronulla, and he's blown in and done very little so far. So yes, that's right. I mean, I, I would have given an arm leg to sign Sean Johnson many years ago. He has not lived up to any hype at all. And you ended up any signing potential. Ben Hunt. Go figure. Oh, Chris. <laughs> break the heart. Don't worry. you got Lomax on a 15-year deal. Yeah, like any man with Zach. Zach. All right with me. Can you name any other rugby league players first name Zach? I can't. I can? Zachariah who? Zach Olianik played for Penrith. There you go. Thank you. Of course you can. Thank you very much. You're the walking Rolodex, Chris. (laughs) So, Sean Johnson comes out fighting. Fighting words. He says, says, we're going to make it our home ground. 
you know, we're going to make it ours. It's not theirs anymore. I'm thinking, you don't know anything, do you? I don't he, know what you're talking about. He described Jubilee Oval as it will be Cronulla Country. Does he know anything about the Tom Ugly's Bridge? Exactly. And then the he, George's then, River. And then he started to sort of try to justify that, well, maybe they don't really cross bridges very well. Um, I think that we might make it our own. I'm hoping. I, he, he was really scrabbling, wasn't he, for some sort of impact with that statement. I think he was trying to generate, Chris, a little bit of rivalry, as if we need that. Oh, a little bit of talking up the game. Yeah, uh, yeah, great yeah, bit yeah. of promo. What's the name of the guy who makes the documentaries like Ken... You know, what's his name? The American guy, you know, did the Civil War and whatever. Done yes. baseball. Uh, w- w- Pat will look it up. Ken, whatever his name is. Uh, it'll come to me. He <laughs> is flying down for this NRL season yeah. because he f- can see a clear precedent between the American Civil War and what's going to happen at Jubilee Oval is this that year. Right? It's going is to that- be very, very ugly. Ken Burns. Ken Burns effect. Uh, thank you very much. We're going to spit on our seats. You know that, don't you, Chris? <laughs> look, look. <laughs> I even made fart in my seat. That's what right. do you think of that? Cronulla? And some sort of... And you won't know it. Slow, <laughs> slow respond itching powder. <laughs> but, but can I simply say to Sean Johnson, because i got no skin in this game, no, this don't. is the Cronulla Sutherland Rugby League Club. Yeah, where are they at, Chris? They've got no CEO. No CEO. They, and hang on, they've gone through how many in... Five and three years. Five and three which years. Which is a record. That's a vote of confidence. They have no licensed premises. No, of course they don't. As we've just discussed, they have no home ground. No home ground, no. They've invested millions in Carilla Golf Club, which I believe is not Where open. Where did they get these millions from? That's what I know, by selling off the toxic swamp. That's right. And yeah. so, so the coffers now are yeah, effectively yeah. empty. Yeah. And to compound the issue and why Cronulla has no future and will be relocated to Queensland yeah, within yeah. the next three years yeah. on their playing roster, Josh Dugan. Josh Dugan. That says it all, doesn't it? Uh, Chris, now look, uh, look, you might have seen many, and it's a very touching thing when uh, a, a rusted-on lifelong supporter uh, kicks the bucket and then... Laurie Nichols comes to mind for Balmain. And they write, or they tell their best mate, when I go down, I want to go down in my colours. Yeah. So you get the special deal where you get, like, you know, you get the black black and gold, you know, the tiger, you know. The, the, the tiger's casket. Coffin, the coffin, the casket, yes, yes. I've seen many, and there were some very sad pictures of a whole family, a couple of kitties, you know, and a dad or mum, you know, going down in red and white V, you know. But it's very touching, and everybody can understand that. But I think that... that the monetizing aspect of the of the well, culture these days. Everybody's looking for a buck, aren't they? But Brisbane have taken it one step too far, I think. I've asked for my ashes to be scattered on Leichhardt Oval. I've had yeah, uh, yeah. a lot of feedback. That's an OH&S Laurie's issue. Laurie's there, isn't he? Well, I hear it's an OH&S issue, but hopefully there'll be a guerrilla team on my behalf. Right. Goes in under the right. cover so, of darkness. So, so then the players will have to play with yeah. gloves and masks, correct? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <For> <laughs> Otherwise you might get a bit of gale in you. You can scatter some of my ashes on the seats of Jubilee if that'll help. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but but you're right. Yeah. I think when when a person says I want to go out, and because it was Gene Simmons who fa- who famously said kisses cover the market because they got the kiss condoms and the kiss caskets, so we get you coming <laughs> out. And, you tell me, you tell me that's true. We get you coming and going, right? <laughs> um, and um, I, I I think that's a, a beautiful, if somewhat whimsical investment into have a club coloured yes. casket. But what Brisbane has done, and, and, and this was in a press article, again, uh, the people who write these uh, headlines, the article was entitled, Dead Giveaway, Ooh. Broncos Break New Ground with Bequest Program. Yes, yeah. Following the loud Australians with some alacrity and, yeah. you know, blurring and disallowing the national dialogue we're trying to restore... Mm. Following in the footsteps of some AFL clubs, they've come up with a precedent whereby you can leave money in your will oh. to the Brisbane Broncos. Oh, that's a twist. 
You're not just buying your own casket. No, no. You're dying and leaving your funds and your <laughs> everything to your rugby league club. Right. Now, right. now I'm sure there'd be a few disputes for that, Chris, uh, the wife, the sons, the, the daughters, the cousins, you know, the grandkids, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think Dad really meant everything, you know? <laughs> First of all, it's going to keep a lot of probate lawyers <laughs> yeah. busily employed. That's right. We love that. Second, and we don't want to completely uh, disparage the Broncos. Mm. They have issued public advice that you might want to consider leaving something to your family and friends first. So they've got a couple of conditions there. Right, yeah. So they're sort of going, yeah. we understand the logic, family, yeah. friends, Broncos, yeah, 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 yeah. but I think they're not yeah. saying family, friends, charities, Broncos. They're going yeah. Broncos number three. Yeah, so Mrs. Langer, for example, suddenly she's got no house. They're taking the house, right? <laughs> given the- Alfie's given the lot. <laughs> yeah, the lot, you know. To Red Hill. And Mrs. Langer's going, what the hell? Don't take the furniture too and the TV, Chris. Don't forget the pets, you know, and the jewellery, the clothes, you know, uh, the silverware. Well, the kids. Yeah, yeah, the whole lot. <laughs> Future of the kids, the How education. Yeah, apparently, uh, Alfie bequeathed the lot. Or he signed something anyway, you know, a piece of paper. And his only condition was um, build a statue to me. I can imagine, by the way... Uh, it might appeal to people, for example, if you were able to say, hey, look, uh, I want to leave this percentage of the Ferris um, uh, uh, yeah. dynasty and let's face it, it's a huge estate. And you've got to take the record collection and look after that as well. Yeah, right. Yeah. Saying, I, I bequeath it to the St. George Illawarra yeah, yeah, yeah. Club on one condition and that is Mary McGregor has nothing to do with the club going forward. Can now, you put in conditions like that? Well, I, I think you can try. Try, but you're dead. Uh, you're dead. Yeah. But again, a, a skillful lawyer. How legally bound are they? That's my question. Well, a skillful lawyer yeah. and the carrot of an estate such as yours, yes. you can actually <laughs> have an influence on your club from beyond the grave. Yeah. What about the the outfit I wore when I was singing supporting Queen back in 1986? Uh, Does that, that go? Well, I would say that that would be um, in the package. One of your requirements is that that needs to be suitably displayed at the relocated <laughs> powerhouse museum. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now, what about you know Changa goes right? <laughs> and do you get you get the uh, you know the, the girl bar in Thailand? Do you get the whole business, the package? I think people would. Well, what would you focus on? You probably wouldn't focus on that or the white boots, would no, you? No, it's, it's hard to think what Chang's legacy is. What, what are you looking at here? Yeah. Can I name some of the heroes, Stephen? Yes. Leilani Van Schrauen, Daniel Carmichael and Vic and Belinda Raven yes. have already pulled the trigger and will be leaving money to the Broncos. Wow. The Broncos have provided some suggested wording for, the, uh, for those of you who don't want to spend money with a lawyer for the yeah. bequest. Yeah. And you get benefits. Yeah. A lapel pin. Oh, nice. Which... Which I assume is for those people who choose not to be cremated. Yeah, yeah. So you've now, got your... I'm hoping that a pelpin has, you know, your dead ex or father face on it. Some reminder in Broncos colours. I just watched the episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where uh, <laughs> Funkhouse's father had died and a, a, a disaffected uh, golf club attendant who was pissed off with Larry put Larry's firewood in as the deceased's <laughs> favourite firewood. And Larry's at the viewing of the casket trying to... Get literally the dead wood from the dead man, the five wood from the dead man's hands. We've got rigor mortis. Can you imagine a, a casket inspection yeah. and leaning over and to say your best and you see a lapel pin of a bronco? Um, death at a funeral, Chris. You've seen that, surely? Uh, yeah, I think I have. Yeah, I have indeed. Yeah, yeah, one of the funniest films ever. You, you get an exclusive memento, yes. It's not specified what, what that memento is. is. Yeah. And again, what use is a memento if you're dead? Yes, of course. But this is something that I think will get people really involved yeah. and, and wanting to hand out significant money to the Broncos. You get your name mm. 
on an honour board in the foyer of the Clive Burkhofer Centre at Red Hill, which, of course, we know is the home of the Broncos. Right. So I think that's an incredible deal. And These are difficult times for the Broncos, aren't they, Chris? Well, they haven't won a premiership since 2006. Struggling. And they're about to yeah. be not a one-team city because yes. Cronulla's once, about to arrive. Once they go down, they'll be heading north. The, the Cronulla, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what will they be? They'll, they, they won't be the uh, South East Queensland Sharks. They'll, no. they'll be the... The gummies. Um, yeah, they'll... Ex- the gummies. And what are the men behind, you know, the, the powerful cabal of uh, Brisbane businessmen? Yeah, the, um, the Clydesdales. The Clydesdales, are yes. they? Yes. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. No, they're the thoroughbreds. The thoroughbreds. Yeah, so the Toowoomba Clydesdales. <laughs> no, the thoroughbreds, yeah, the, yeah the, the cabal that runs the Broncos. They'd be behind this, wouldn't they? And one would imagine that a absolute um, requirement of being a member of the thoroughbreds <laughs> is 25% tithe yeah. uh, during your career yes, while you're yes. alive and it's then Scientology country yeah, right? and then 50% of your estate when yeah, you die yeah, yeah. and they've all had to sign on right yeah. Yeah. And, 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 the, and the challenging thing here is because people go can I be certain that my money goes to yeah. good causes now the Broncos have asserted that the following uses of the money will be made to give coach Anthony Seabold and just good to be thinking about Anthony Seabold again because what a great year he had <laughs> give his team an edge the money will go to game training equipment yep tick grassroots development Tick. Tick. Other initiatives. Other initiatives. That leaves it pretty loose. Seems abroad, that's, doesn't that's it? That's Bridget McKenzie style there. That's very straight much off the, bat. the case. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'll be uh, contacting the Tigers and saying, well, we're why talking can't we about straight up and honest individuals. We'll be talking about uh, uh, Donald Trump in just a moment. Let's give him a go. Okay. See you in a sec. Keep watching closely. The few of these fellas are fired up. I think well, who wants big... to take the run? Hey, Chris. Uh, Quite Australians are calling out for another tweet from uh, Donald Trump. He hasn't put out enough today. And uh, I know that uh, Stephen Colbert is barely keeping up with uh, his program because he doesn't have to deal with. What can you tell me that Donald Trump has been uh, tweeting about today, Chris? Gaines? Well, I need to take the newspaper off you, Stephen, because I took a photo of the tweet and it blurred. Ah, uh, the technology today. You've got to go back to black and white on so, paper. sandwiched either side of the Latin-flavoured Super Bowl halftime show oh, yes. with J-Lo and Shakira was a game which was the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the San Francisco 49ers. I think the 49ers last won a Super Bowl in 1994, but in fact the Chiefs had not won since 1970. Right. And in a come-from-behind last quarter victory, the Chiefs got the chocolates. <laughs> and the President of the United States felt, uh, as, as is his want yes. and as is his right, that he felt he should comment on Twitter. Yes, he said, you represented the great state of Kansas and, in fact, the entire USA yes, so very well. Yeah, Our yeah. country is proud of you in caps. Problem yeah. is, Kansas City's in Missouri. Different exactly. state. And I think that Judy Garland will be turning in her grave. Yes. At this point in time. Yeah, yeah. Toto, we're not in Kansas we're anymore. In we're in Kansas. Missouri. Apparently we are. We're not in Kansas City. We're, not, we're, we're in bloody Kansas State. I'm with but Trump. And that's mythical, isn't it? And, and I think he's a big thinker. He thinks in dreams. He thinks the other way. We call it lateral you know, he's grasping at stuff which is really a source of imagination for a lot of people. And I'm with Trump on this one. I mean, yeah. I went to the United States. I went to Washington, D.C. and expecting to... And it so is I, in Washington State, correct? No, no, I, no. It, which is the Pacific Northwest. So oh. I, put, I put my ticket. I said Seattle, Portland, Washington, D.C. It's over the other side of the country. Well, I've been to Los Angeles State. Have you really? Yes, it's a very fine place indeed. Very fine. New York, dreamers who dream. New York, New York. That works. That works. Makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah. But this is something that irritates me a lot. I'm a big music fan, as you know, Stephen. And for example... The third Queen album, which has uh, 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 well, uh, Killer Queen on it, which was their breakthrough single. Yes. It's called Sheer Heart Attack. And that's before the general populace picked up on them. Correct? Before Bo Rap. Exactly. 74. Yeah. Got Brighton Rock on it. uh, Terrific record. Mm. It's it's called Sheer Heart Attack. 
Right. Uh, three albums later, yeah. uh, the album that features We Will Rock You, We Are The Champions, dot, dot, dot. from it's when Queen. they sold out, right, Chris? Yes. Yeah, well, it's arguable. I think still <laughs> the band was still in its pomp, Stephen. Uh, this album is called News of the World, right. and there's a track on it called Sheer Heart Attack. Sheer Heart Attack. It's really confusing. It does. Zeppelin did it. Houses of the Holy yeah. track, different album to Houses of the Holy album. Trump is entitled to think that Kansas City yeah. is in Kansas. Let's keep it straight. Keep it simple. Keep it sort of, I don't know, why, why mess with detail, Chris? Exactly. Now, uh, let's, I, look, you've always said that you hate rugby union. I reckon it's time that uh, the Quiet Australian stands up for rugby union. I think it's going through troubled times, Chris, and needs a little bit of support from people like us in our quarter. All right. Well, we, we really are trying to broaden our agenda, and yep. we're trying to look kindly on it. Are there any players that we can take from rugby union? Are there any players we yeah, could take? In trouble. They're not earning enough cash in rugby union. They need to come to rugby league. Well, the good news is, is that apparently the 25-year romance with Fox Sports and Rugby Australia is over. Is over. And that no media deal will be done. So there'll be no money in the coffers for Rugby Australia. Right, There's right. no way any rugby fans would leave money. So apparently there is a crop of talented juniors. Is that why that South Sydney junior who went to King's College on a scholarship is now coming back to South Sydney, right? Because there's no money in rugby union, so we're helping out. We're helping out, and we'll Trouble be players. we'll be able to house yes. all that talented crop of juniors yeah. because Joseph Swally. because rugby union can't do a media deal. Oh no! Now there's a lot of complicated reasons for it's this. It's like going to battle and picking up the wounded and taking them back and fixing them up, isn't it, Chris? Exactly, it's the honourable thing to do. It's Simpson and his donkey, exactly. To the extent that that story is even true, it's it's Aussie, 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 Anzac spirit, <laughs> oi, 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 all over, writ large. Because Raylene Castle's made a big play. She's trying to do a, a whole package and then get a bidding war between Fox Sports now and that's, Optus. She's on Death Watch, correct? Very much so. Yeah. I mean, you know, after the great work she did at Canterbury. Like Cronulla. They're on Death Watch <laughs> at right. NRL headquarters, correct? <laughs> so she said, I've recognised where the future of rugby union is, Steve. And she goes, I'm going to scoop up the grassroots, which is the domestic competition. <laughs> scoop up the grassroots. Right. So she's, even though she's actually not stumped up the cash to buy out the rights from the entity that owns them, she said, I'm going to buy the two first grade competitions in Queensland and Sydney. First grade doesn't sound like roots to me, Chris. No, that's, you know, it's, it's you know, when you go down to Rats Park and yes. North Sydney Oval, yes, yes. they're those teams. Right. So right. That's, that's that's about as uh, grassroots as you can get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're not worried about Colts and no, kitties. Like four-year-old kitties. No, 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 no. This no. is first grade. I mean, no. we're talking rugby union. There's got to be some sort of elitism. Right, so you've got to go straight to the top. Straight yeah. To the, yeah, okay. So I looked into this, Stephen, because I didn't know anything about the sport. The co- first grade competition in Queensland is called the Hospital Cup. No. Which not not like Ipswich Hospital, just right. the Hospital Cup. No, it's the Hospital Cup, yeah. which is really the state that the game finds itself yeah, in. Yeah. It's in and hospital, in critical on, condition, in critical condition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No visitors, please. Have <laughs> <laughs> guess what the Sydney competition is called? Oh God forbid! It's um, emergency ward. No, the shoot shield. The shoot because shield. basically <laughs> they can they can spin it any way you yeah, like, yeah, yeah. do whatever you want to try and do in yeah. terms of grassroots and negotiating and Look, bringing the game back. Uh, they should take the game out and shoot it because what's Rugby Union's problem? Yeah, Hasn't HG been banging on about the dead carcass of Rugby Union that it should be shot and put out of its misery for years now? It's never going to change, Stephen. Uh, it's a dud game. Okay. Now, a couple of final things, Chris. Look, I don't know who's responsible. This is a big gaffe coming from NRL headquarters now. We expect there to be a rollover sort of a commitment at uh, Mardi Gras every year because we're going to Mardi Gras next week. You knew that. Yes. Uh, there will be no rugby league players on any trucks whatsoever this year. Uh, and no newcomers coming out of the system and saying, hey, I'm gay and I'm proud. Well, What's gone wrong there, Chris? Well, first of all, how many newcomers have we referred to since Ian Roberts in 94? Zip. Right. Okay, so yeah. it's... 
It's a very poor field. So it's a lonely truck, I know. There's Ian Roberts on his own up there, so, waving, waving the, the glitter and tinsel. So it's a long-term investment, but you've had yeah. greats like Mario and Wendell up there. Yes. Um, and the NRL, really positive, got on the front foot on this issue, but they won't be in this parade because, guess what? Yeah. have got to put in an application. Admin, Chris. Admin will kill everything. You know why? Mm. Because there's someone up at NRL's headquarters at Moore Park who's... Or someone in Mardi Gras... Well, uh, yeah, okay. A plant in either which one? Okay, so there could be an AFL plant in Mardi Gras. Yes. Right, trying to... That doesn't surprise right, me. That, which speaks ill of both organisations. Yes. Though or I would... a rugby union plant. Yeah. Well, no. Rugby, they haven't got... They can't employ anyone to do anything. Look okay, at, fair uh, enough. No, yeah. no, they do it for the love and the passion. I mean, I do raise the E um, issue, a la Curtis Scott, that there'd be one of the egotistical lunatics up at Rugby League Central <laughs> had the job to fill in the form and didn't. But let's face it, yeah. we're prepared to tar the NRL, the AFL, and Mardi Gras with exactly the same brush. Especially yeah. pride in sport. We feel no pride whatsoever for this. For and, the, and, who, and who loses with no NRL flirt in the Mardi Gras, Stephen? Everybody. Quite Australians. Quite Australians, exactly. Standing on the side waiting for their great rugby league trucks to come past. Yeah. Now, uh, finally, Gus Gould, because we thought that the Dragons might get Gus Gould as a, as a footballing presidente. Not to be. No, he's, he's not going to... He's got a new over, career. He's, he's stunned everybody, shocked everybody. Well, you know why? Because he did an overall review of the Dragons. He released a detailed report into the state of the club and then ran a million miles. Did he just? Right. right. So he, so Gus is kind of, you know, now that he's left Penrith and the academy's built, he's got a few media commitments, but he I think can't call Penrith games. He's got a I bit of time on his hands. he's seen a big hole. There. Like it's, it's a... There is money to be made in those hills. That's right. Hey, hey? that's right. Hey, there's no. So apparently, a lot of the agents have now been kicked out or dropped off the twig. Well, you're referring to the fact that Gus is potentially going to be a player agent. That's right. And you've got certain player agents whose registration is up for grabs. Yeah. Uh, hello, Isaac Moses. Thank you very much for and what you did for the Tigers. His, yes. And let's face it, you look at the current crop of player agents. You look at Gus, and Gus is offering a all stops. No, covered. one stop. One stop. One stop shop. Right. Everything. He says, I will actually manage yes. all aspects yeah. of the players' lives. So they come off the field. Oh, I've got a twinge, Gus. And they massage straight off the bat. He, he does the medicals. The med- the, t- the whole thing. Top to bottom. Yep. All players coming off. That are- he does the diagnosis, brings in the Picks professional. Picks up the plastic uh, water bottles. Yep. The, you know, the headgear stuff. Yep. You know, the lot. The boots, washers. And then he does the laundry. He's got a gear steward function. He's got a truck out the back. That's right. Puts all the laundry in there. A little bit like those portable trucks that come and wash your dog. Yeah. It's all there. All there. And if he has to take him to the hospital, then the laundry takes a back seat for the moment while he ducks him off to the hospital. Converse into an ambulance. Off yeah. the go. And then he has to ring the uh, the parents or, or wives or partners. Update. Yes. Yep. And say, look, uh, your boy's in trouble. Yep. You know, or, your, or your girl's in trouble, if that's the case, in, yep. in the future. Uh, and this is what well, I'll be there to help you through it all. Um, they need a loan. Gus, the Gus School loan. All company. the financials, all the negotiations all with the club, the contracts, the third party agreements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He does it all. Does it all. Okay. So yeah. we we call him the Live Nation of Rugby League. Very much the 360 deal. 360 like the we, whole deal. We, we know how to do one thing, coach rugby league teams, therefore we can control your lives. It, apparently he's going to control their social media profile. If there's one thing we know about Gus, he's great on social media. He's got good fingers for it. Right. He'll also control the players' social lives. Yeah. They'll present. Gus, I'd like to do this, yeah, i.e. Yeah. go to the Ivy Kissing okay. booth. Uh, He'll uh, go. Uh, or it's 10 o'clock at night and he's going, hang on a second, <laughs> Gus, I'm about to kiss. What, what, do you, what should I do? So he gives advice. <laughs> Agony unstopped. He'll go, has said boy or girl yeah. or 
John Gender specific person yeah, said, yeah. Hey, are they chatty? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and have they been going to the bathroom true, a lot? True, yeah. I'm underneath the light bulb in the street and some, some bloke's got a phone out with some sort of substance. Like, what should I do, Gus? You know? It's, it's going to be a hell of a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been at the Ivy, Gus. I've got my shirt off. I'm dancing along to Darude. You know? I'm thinking of walking all the way to Drive Avenue. What should I do? That's right. And how great is it that Darude is doing grooving the how mood this year? How great is that? And Gus. What... Can you sing a few bars, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Let's make that a record. <laughs> Is that froggy? <laughs> but can I say that I'm feeling anyone who comes through this process after 12 months under what would it be called? GGMS, Gus Gould Management Services. Well, well it says here, the bombshell says it meets Special Agent Gould, so you'd have a double O number, wouldn't he? Double O one, maybe, because it's new in rugby league. Special Agents, I'm saying. But all the alumni go, what was the experience like being managed by Gus Gould? And they'll just go, father figure. Father figure. So not Wayne Bennett. He's he's a he's a he's a handler of young men. Now Bennett's a man manager. Man manager. It's a different right. thing. Different thing. Wow, it's a whole new league, isn't yeah. it? Well, I look forward to the footy year, Chris. How long have we got till footy kicks off officially? Oh, it still feels like four weeks away, still. Is that right? Okay, we'll talk to you next week then. Love it. Thank you.